Hello, I am Emma. I'm Antonella. And we are More Than Meets the Eye. And we are here to help you see the world through a more aesthetically pleasing lens. Hey, More Than Meets the Eye is, as you, if you couldn't tell, a podcast about aesthetics. Um, so we're here to talk to you about new aesthetics, old aesthetics, re-emerging aesthetics, uh, reiterations of aesthetics, which is big for today. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, how do you break down that aesthetic? What ideas go into it? What looks? What clothing? What music? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And yeah. this week we are talking about indie sleeves. We've talked about twee. You could say it falls under the umbrella, or is is incredibly overlaps with indie Absolutely. sleeves. Absolutely. But indie sleeves is its own thing. Definitely, yeah. Um, with the key differences, so. Well, we've done a lot in this era, I think, is the thing. In, like, at a certain point, you kind of have to go, oh, this, this, and this happening at the same time. But they're also different? Like, it's it's weird. But especially these uh, early internet ages and post, you know, now current internet age aesthetics, you kind of get, you know how many aesthetics you see today, like this is right when that was starting, so. My general summation of this aesthetic is very chaotic, because it's kind of a chaotic thing to describe. You should, yeah, how would you describe it in a sentence, indecently? I got like two sentences for you, if that's okay. Um, but basically, like, as a response to the 2007-2008 recession, um, indecently is an aesthetic that Rid of kind of a desire to counter that recession by partying, going to concerts, and expressing a kind of like I don't care attitude um, in the face of that economic turmoil. And then that again, influence has returned recently as a response to many global issues that we have faced in the past few years in a very short amount of time, um, including like. COVID. I would agree with that. That's really good putting into context like the actual time it took place. But yeah, it's reflected in the fashion in that it's a little bit kind of disheveled, but also very glamorous. And sleaze is like the perfect word for it. Yeah. Is the thing. Because it's a little grimy, a little sleazy. But sleaze is supposed to be kind of like you're showing something off, you know, too. Mm-hmm. But it, like in a grimy way. So it's it's a really good word for it. Do you have any, like, personal experiences with this aesthetic? Or, you know, obviously, we were alive um, in its first iteration. Right. But It's almost embarrassing how much, considering how young we were. I'm kind of shocked because, okay, a lot of my research involved, like, stuff written by, like, 30-year-olds. Which meant to them, they were like, oh, yeah, when I was in college, I was like, what? I was, like, seven years old. Like, what are you talking about? But then I'm also like, oh, no, I vividly remember, like, all of this stuff. So it's really interesting. But definitely at the very end of the era, like, 2010, 2011, 2012, I was, like, massively into the actual, like, specific look that was indie sleaze. Like, my Pinterest boards were, like, fully indie sleaze. I think the early part of it, too, was very influential on me because two of my older cousins who were still, like, two of my biggest influences, my cousin Kayla and my cousin Marika, that was, like, their, like, high school times. They were very in it, which meant that I was very influenced by their looks and what they were doing, but didn't actively participate in it when I was, like, eight, obviously, because that would be crazy. Um, 
I was especially into the music though, and I think this is partially my brother, but especially like that second half, that was really the thing that I am like, oh yeah, I know all of this music. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, it was crazy to me how young we were, considering it like feels kind of like an adulty aesthetic, but like definitely, I, I even remember like eating disorders being like a very relevant thing. Everything I was reading was like, this is, it's a difficult subject, so I'm sorry, I just jumped into it, but basically like everything you'll learn like it has a lot to do with like EDs and mental illness and like all that kind of like it deals with very difficult subjects in probably not a great way um in a glamorous yeah. way um and I remember that like being a thing even that at that age like noticing this and like yeah okay that was really long but <laughs> what about you yeah I mean it was Indie Sleaze was during the first years of the internet, the early internet. So I feel like so much of my like first exposure to the internet, there was already these like personas that were in this aesthetic that were super, you know, popular and that like I feel like all of Absolutely. early Tumblr was this aesthetic. So I totally remember like seeing it and liking it and um like Pinterest again, yeah, Pinterest boards. Um, but like, I obviously didn't like participate in it. (laughs) Um, but it was like my idea of what an older person looked like, like what, like a teenager or like, like twenties, uh, person was, was like, so it's interesting. Um, yeah. To be at that age now. (laughs) Yeah. Do you remember Wanello? Yes. Oh my God. So I was obsessed with Wanello and like, I swear to God, if you look at photos of like, influencers and like what they wore my Winella like was their outfits like it was was just it like you found you could find the items of clothing from a picture that you posted right okay yeah well it was it was basically just Pinterest but the goal was you then bought the thing you like save you wouldn't make boards but you would just like save things but it was like as you see them, like, on Target, the website, like, that, like, photo of them that's not, like, a cute aesthetic photo, but just a photo of, like, the item that you're gonna buy, like, you would save that. Yeah, there were so many of those kinds of apps, um, but yeah, this is, and again, for me, the music, too, was, like, super, probably the the thing that I'm most familiar with, like, if you go into any, like, Indie Sleaze, Spotify-made playlist, it's, like, all of the great, great songs that I grew up on and yeah so this is another music-based aesthetic definitely it's very it's both strong musically and visually yeah yeah but definitely there's like a huge music component that plays into this as well and i i love i love it now so yeah i it is important to note too it, it was kind of retroactively named indie sleaze like uh back in the day Nobody was referring to it as in the indie sleaze aesthetic. <laughs> I think right. in very recent years we started calling it that. Yeah, I mean, you that's the thing where it's like I didn't know the word indie sleaze, but yeah. as soon as I saw the imagery for it, I'm like, oh, like uh, I know exactly what that is. Yeah. Like I could name like all of the artists that would fit under that. Right. Like everything. So it's just, yeah, the name came afterwards. I think probably at the time it was more known as like hipster. Yes. Um, that was kind of the yes. word that was used, but that's kind of more like a term that covers a lot of different lot. things. Yeah. But this is a little bit more specific to the kind of partying, like gr- grungy, glamorous yeah. side of being a hipster. But it definitely, yeah, 
fits and indie that. was used for all the music but again back then it was more of like a blanket term where it was like all of this was indie music where now it's kind of a very specific type of indie music that was like super popular at the time i was just thinking about that like the word indie is not even used properly anymore it's just it's just used to describe like alternative music essentially yeah. i mean at the time like when this indie series was happening it was actual like independent right. artists so it applied right. but now it's kind of like morphed into a new meaning of just Absolutely. like alt edgy right umbrella category of like not basically just not pop music it yeah becomes indie music all of a sudden yeah okay so many core elements you know if you want to get us started especially yes. like in fashion and stuff yeah i mean yeah there's there's a lot i would say patterned or colored tights just tights yeah. in general like ripped tights yeah. fishnets tights under shorts colorful pants in general just your bottom was like colorful which is a very i didn't realize how unique that was for the time until like i was doing this research and i was like oh yeah colorful pants that was kind of like a newer thing to be doing like and funny. i remember really liking it but yeah. now i don't think no. i can ever go back <laughs> i remember getting um this one pair of like I think it was black and white checkered pants from H&M when I was, like, 10 or 11, and I thought they were the greatest thing. Of course, they were, like, skinny jeans, basically, and they're, like, black and white checkers, like, horrible, horrible, but I <laughs> loved them. Yeah. I mean, another thing I have to say is I feel like my first exposure to fashion, like, being into fashion was this era, so a yes. lot of what I liked at first in fashion yes. was this kind of stuff. So. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> fully agree with that <laughs> um fedora hats yeah any wide brim felt hat like yeah hats for sure um having like your bra exposed or just like ill-fitting mm-hmm. shirts fits into the sleeves aspect yeah american apparel yes american apparel was super big like if yeah. we were to name a brand that encapsulated it indie sleeves it would be american apparel just because the the clothes themselves were like vintage inspired yeah but the campaigns the were all super amateur flash photography and they used models that were kind of unique looking and didn't fit like the standard of the the typical like perfect look american apparel was super big at that time you were saying the the ill-fitting top that was a thing, but then there was also... I didn't even know what this was until, like, I was doing research. Um, this brand called Wild Fox would make these t-shirts. And if you, like, look up, it's, like, the very specific, like, cut and material of, like, the t-shirts. And they were everywhere. And, like, you don't really see these this type of t-shirt anymore. Like, we're back to, like, the, like, Hanes cotton. But the, like, Wild Fox, like, it, it was, like, a thin material, sort of see-through, and, like... I don't know, like the arrow graphics or something on it. Like Yeah. Graphic tees were big at this time too, but Right. But this cut of like the it the it wasn't really a defined shoulder. It was kinda like a, a very feminine shape. I don't know. And like it's funny, but like I saw that and I was like, that's crazy because you could only find those t shirts at stores for like a five year period and now they're like gone, you know? Right like layering of necklaces and jewelry just super maximalist super messy uh shoes wise it would again be maximalist so something like creepers 
Docs. Um, really just, like, boots, but then also, like, stuff with, like, crazy heels. Like, the super heeled, like, ankle boots are really yeah, big. Yeah, like, the Jeffrey Campbell, like, Yeah, the boots. Jeffrey Campbell, yep. Um, also ballet flats, which, I mean, yes. that's kind of was just, like, for everyone at that time, but yeah, definitely ballet flats. With, um, like, the leggings and the three skirts and, like, all that stuff. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, side bangs, yes. bangs in general, yeah. side part, um, uh, but messy hair, for sure. Messy hair. Often, I feel like long, too, like, long was kind of in at the time, but a very, like, like, I feel like long, but, like, styled is really in there. Like, very, like, not styled. Just, like, a long mess of hair, almost. Uh, apart from, like, the side bang. Yeah, but. like, a little, like, hippie-ish, honestly. Yeah. I mean, we could also get into, like, the technology, too. Like, iPods. Yeah. Like, come on. Um, but also, there was a vintage tech thing of, like, Polaroids and, like... True. Uh, cassettes and stuff um just one more thing on the fashion and thigh-high socks with paired with the jeffrey campbell boots that was like a big thing no i wish i had access to um all of like my screenshots and my like camera roll from my old ipod touch but it was so much of that like knee socks and shorts denim cutoff shorts and all of that all of that kind of like festival culture right. looks too. Oh yeah, like early Coachella too. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, which was towards the end maybe of yeah. Inslee's, but Absolutely. it was definitely like intertwined with it. It came out of it basically, right? Like, yeah, festival culture. Yeah, I kind of gave like a, a simplified version of historical context, but I wouldn't mind diving into it a bit more. Let's talk about the history behind this. So we said, like, 2008 about the recession and then ending in, like, 2012. Yeah. And, yeah, a little, like, wiggle room on both sides, but that's roughly, like, the... That's when, like, it's the most prevalent, basically. Now we refer to it as the Great Recession. Anyway, there was a very, like, YOLO attitude. That's when, like, YOLO was so big. Um, And, like, nihilism, which you could... Again, see the Kalana nihilism these days. Oh, that other thing I was talking about. We were talking about COVID, economic turmoil, Trump. It was also the war in Ukraine. It's like a big influence because, like, of why nowadays we're seeing this kind of comeback. Um, but yeah, back to like a very nihilistic sort of outlook perspective. It was also again like the there was MySpace, there was a lot of these new internet yep. spaces that you could Tumblr. talk to people and you can kind of like, you know, start uploading your own work. Like this is kind of yep. a lot of like amateur photography, music, people kind of doing their own thing like independently indie. Right. Um <laughs> right. So that that played a part into that and like definitely the underground music scene was kind of building up at this point. Like a lot of bands like The Strokes. The Strokes. Which I mean we saw the together we saw the movie Meet Me in the Bathroom which we did. covers this period of time a little bit before yeah. it too, but yeah. it kind of bleeds into the mid 2000s as well. Um yeah. but that movie is based on interviews by Lizzie Goodman, that she interviews all of the bands in New York during this during this time, this scene of music, um, and it's a lot of just like do-it-yourself uh, like, DIY artists. Yeah, and, DIY, DIY. You know, people just 
finding new music on their own, uploading their own music to. Um, right. So it was a very like free time for music and to be a music listener. What you're touching on with that film really pointed to too was the shift. So like bands like The Strokes, you know, kind of rode that shift into indie sleaze, but like we've been saying, like indie sleaze was is very internet based it was a very internet based aesthetic so it's kind of like it really started once that like switch flipped into internet like up putting music on the internet now and like which was something that like a little bit before then there was an indie scene but it was less accessible because you couldn't hear it anywhere but then after this is really when it like took off right yeah so much of the artists in the movie the the beginning is of their career weren't like documented that much like there wasn't really yeah. that much that you could find yourself um but yeah that was a really good movie i it was uh, so good oh my god but yeah they they covered a lot of different bands and bands yeah. and stuff at that time again with the internet i talked about this but uh basically like what we were just saying like the knowledge and glamorization of mental illnesses eating disorders and then also just like skinniness thinness like i something interesting i that people were writing about was kind of like and something we've talked about already on this podcast kind of like a trend towards skinny coming back it makes sense again that if indices were to come back at this time it would make sense because we're again trending towards skinny right which it's so interesting because it's just like we're so aware of it this time yet like it still seems to be just happening. Right, we have such a document. Like, we have so, so many documents of this. We have, like, right. we fully have access to, to watch it happen, but... Right. Um, but it's still just, like, happening. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, that, that leads into the current presence of this aesthetic. Yeah. Um, would you say, like, in music-wise, like, have, I don't know if we've circled back necessarily. Right. And in certain ways, with TikTok... And people, like, kind of blowing up from, like, their own careers on TikTok. That could be a parallel, honestly. Like, I'm thinking Pink Panther's music is, like, her first few songs. Like, she blew up on TikTok, but those beginning songs were very, like, hand-done kind of production. Like, she, yeah, it was very, was very underproduced kind of music. So, I would say that relates a lot to Indie Slee's music. I think... You're, like, completely onto something here. I definitely think TikTok is, like, the music link. I think what's interesting is that the style is so different. Yeah. Obviously, music evolves. No, I I definitely think it's got to be TikTok. And especially, like, the fashion side of it has to do with TikTok. Also, I think what's interesting is TikTok not only giving access to new bands but also to like a lot of old bands like i just found out like a band that i've loved since like way back in the day just got basically restarted because one of their songs trended on tiktok and i was like i didn't even know your song trended on tiktok like that's crazy to me but the fact that you're back like that makes me happy you know um shout out to the walters i was very like shocked to find that out but you know like it's funny like it's not even like just new stuff and i see that all the time like bands being like oh wow we released this song like 10 years ago and you guys are like eating it up on tiktok like it's so wild tiktok's interesting like yeah no they it has the power to like revive 
so many old songs and like yeah yeah i mean the strokes had kind of had like a moment on tiktok too um but with their oh, wait, which... their new album but uh, oh, okay. yeah so that's kind of funny too the internet is forever so things can come yeah. back I'm I'm interested into like thinking about the movie section, which I always am. But let's start with, <laughs> like, I guess like important icons. Alexa Chung, right. of course, Absolutely. is like at the the face or one of the faces of this period of yeah. fashion and the internet. Was she's she's always been like a fashion girl, but she really like became came into prominence like during this time like she was always rocking the the tights and shorts combo mm-hmm. um she never had a super done up look she always just kind of had like a messy bob she still does <laughs> but like that's like her signature look um and also yeah, i love that she still has the same she look, looks exactly basically. the same like the last 20 years which is hilarious um good for her yeah, so she and she also always had a kind of a twinge of vintage vibes yeah. to her as well, which was the hipster thing, which is why we called them like hipsters. And also, like you were saying, the American Apparel thing yeah. was like the vintagey twinge. I did not know that Corey Kennedy existed before doing this, and then I saw her face, and I was like, oh yeah, I just remember like this girl and her face and her look from just like this time period i don't even know if it was her specifically but like what she looked like was the look that's exactly what indices was hit the the nail on the head like exactly um and in my research this one girl was like talking about how she was everything and how she was like basically like this like really young girlfriend of this photographer who would just go to all these indices parties and she was just, like, there and would show up. But, like, everything about her, like, I, the very specific detail that she would always have, like, a blue tongue from, like, candy that she'd eaten was, like, a big thing. She is quintessential, our favorite word, indie sleaze girly. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, I guess she was, like, one of the first internet influencers who, like, yeah. didn't necessarily have, like, a specific talent or thing that they were doing in the traditional sense. But was kind of just popular for their like online presence um, which is so interesting because at that time you couldn't really like monetize yourself off of that um like she kind of like has faded into obscurity basically but right now you can make a lot of money from just having pictures of yourself like on the internet so it's interesting but yeah she's probably like one of the first people to just get famous purely off of her look like purely purely off of herself yeah i think i mean she dated that photographer cobra snake right and he was like super his photography style was super influential because it was just like the party scene uh like super amateur flash totally uh, diy DIY look kate moss is another big one um and her, when we were doing another aesthetic, I feel like I learned about this. Either that or I was, like, early in the season. Like, I was looking at, like, photos and stuff for, like, each aesthetic. But basically, Peter Doherty is a, the main singer, the lead singer of the Libertines. And when I was, like, I don't know how old, but, like, pretty young, um, I kind of discovered his solo career music. Thought it was great. 
got super into it. Then, like, later down the line kind of found out he was a, uh, the lead singer of the Libertines. Mm. But didn't like Libertines or Baby Shambles as much as I liked his solo stuff. Then found out that, like, literally preparing for this, that he and Kate Moss dated for a really long time during this period. Hmm. And, like, had a very on and off and a very, like, public relationship. Which, again, like, early internet, public celebrity relationship gossip i don't know to me it's like so weird that i like like this music so long ago and i'm like i'm like oh this dude like what yeah it's funny uh yeah kate moss had a resurgence of it um yeah i would also say the olsen twins too like their fashion was super iconic yep. during this time but yeah, i think we kind of talked about them maybe in like our like boho episode from like a million years ago they had a kind of a hippie style, but also like bohemian style, but they also kind of leaned into that more grungy right. aesthetic as well. Um, and they're associated with kind right. of like nightlife and parties. Random, but Peter Doherty looks awful now. Um, he didn't even like, I never, I always thought he looked weird even when he was young, but he had like a, a style and like it made sense, you know, like the appeal is there. Very indie sleaze style. Um I don't know why my my brain's like share this information. He was like very famous for being like very on drugs, specifically like heroin. So <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of the icons of this era are like also famous for being drug yeah. addicts. Um, like um, Sky Ferreira yep. too is has a really iconic look. She's a singer, but she also is known for being a heroin addict, yeah. I believe. I didn't know that about her, but that totally is, yeah. like, ringing a bell, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. No, I, I mean, it was, like, like we said, all these, like, wonderful things. Drugs, EDs, mental illness, like, it was all a thing for whatever reason, yeah. But yeah, let's get into films, then. Obviously, Skins is, like, a big one. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not a film, it's a TV show, but yeah. Yeah, 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 just, I didn't watch it, but... I know essentially that it's like massive influence, and nowadays it's kind of like euphoria. It's like, I mean, at the time was really controversial. Yeah, like I, I watched some of it, but I I've never been like, you know, got super into it or anything. But um, right. it's it's fa- kind of fascinating to watch it like after the fact a little bit. <laughs> Skins. Yeah, I'm scared of it, but um, <laughs> yeah. Oh. This one is a big, another TV show. I've been watching it, like, obsessively lately. Like, today I watched six episodes or something. Um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Because it started in, like, 2005, I think. Right around, like, the third season, it hits, like, right smack in the middle of, like, indie sleaze. And just, like, the way they dress and the fact... The concept of the show is that they, like, own a bar in downtown Philadelphia. And it's, like, this sleazy bar. Um... And it just, like, they're totally just, like, they have that indie sleaze thing. But also the kind of, like, abrasive, like, um, pushing the boundaries humor is, it fits this aesthetic, too. I'm also thinking of Shameless, like, the first season a little bit, too, because that's also super, like, messy and unpolished. Getting into ones that, like, hit right on the nose, too, like Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. We've seen Scott Pilgrim, but. Totally. It's a big one. Like the 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 main girl in that. Yes. Yep, I mean, yep, yep. then it kind of gets into like so many of these like indie sleaze films. A lot of them include like the manic pixie dream girl trope. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times the manic pixie dream girl like she fits into that indie sleaze aesthetic. Like when you yeah. think of one, 
but yeah, so so many movies that fall into that are indie sleaze, like um, yep. Five Hundred oh, Days Eternal of Summer. Sunshine. Yeah, Eternal. Oh, yeah. yeah, Eternal Sunshine of the yeah. Spotless Mind for sure. Garden State to yeah I didn't add that one because I hated it <laughs> I also hated liberal arts which for some reason I did add but it's just a bad movie about a grown up man falling in love with a girl in college mm. and it was like so gross <sighs> I was like no thank you yeah it's important to note like also the context of this period of time was very much misogynistic yeah. and yeah. gross very much I've never seen Garden State I just like the soundtrack Right of there. it but maybe i won't watch it <laughs> so very i i watched it a long time ago it's been a while since i've seen it but i remember just hating it so much when i watched it i don't know i just don't rewatch movies that i hate when i watch like my opinion might have changed sure but like not worth my time one of my faves which is a little early is juno of course um, yeah i feel like any like elliot page like younger roles definitely were like very indie sleazy he never really played like a manic pixie dream girl but definitely played like that offbeat person you know yeah, offbeat protagonist i feel like that's kind of the common theme with all of these yeah movies it's just like a slightly you know outcasted person yep. that was you know the feeling everyone thought they were an outcast exactly. <laughs> everyone thought they were so different um, yeah, uh, another one which came out which I thought was an interesting, maybe a different take than these other ones, but Spring Spring Breakers. I have not seen it. Like, really, don't know that much about it. I but haven't I... seen it, but I feel like I've seen it in that I've seen so much content okay. and imagery from it that I'm like, yeah, that fits into indie sleaze, especially the party like yeah. vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was a little bit dark for it, but I think it is perfectly indie sleaze. Was Requiem for a Dream. Which is literally, if you don't know, just a movie about people on drugs, which is always fun. <laughs> um, but no, it's actually like supposed to be like one of the most terrifying movies. There was a lot of like suggestions of like Wes Anderson films. Yeah. I was like, uh, kind of. Like the early ones, like kind of, sort of. But like, again, maybe, not maybe, definitely more twee than Andy Seuss. Definitely, because I just feel like his movies aren't messy enough. <laughs> They're very aesthetically perfect in some ways. Yeah. Time for music. Yeah, I mean, there's so much to talk about with music. It's like, where do you begin? Let's do the big ones. We've already kind of touched on a couple of them, but Queen of Season 6, Lana Del Rey. The XX was one that popped up that I was like... Heck yeah, the XX. I, like, forgot they existed. Yeah, they really kind of, like, did not stand the test of time in some no. ways. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, but definitely the XX. MGMT. Of course, management. Yeah. I a, a lot of these, like, electronica bands. Yeah. I feel like. I feel like that's what kind of separates. What makes Indie Sleeves, like, specific is the kind of more electronic sound like it's not just like the garage bands it right. gets into lcd sound system yeah passion pit yes um neon indian which i want to play a song by neon indian if i may you should um, because that was that was my shit <laughs> that i was 
obsessed with two specific songs by Neon Indian. Would listen to them every day. Um, also, STR, FKR, aka Starfucker. Um, definitely um, very exclusive aesthetic, which yeah. rings true with the... I mean, we said misogyny, but also, like, super white. Okay, so many bands are probably into my head now. Because I was like, oh my god, Vampire Weekend. Yeah. This is like totally their era. And then there's like the Kooks and Cage the Elephant. Two Door Cinema Club. Haven't even heard of them recently. But my brother, Devin, loved Two Door Cinema Club. I love them too. I don't know anything. A lot of artists where I don't know anything about them. Like I never really learned their story or what they looked like. But the music was so prominent. Yeah. Franz Ferdinand, which was yeah. the Scottish version of The Strokes, but... I didn't know they were Scottish. Different, like... I feel like more of, like, the Arctic Monkeys category, like, later in time. Um, I think they're Scottish. The Fratellis. Oh, what's the one Mr. Brightside? Who does that? The Killers. The Killers. Okay, can I play a song? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna play Polish Girl by Neon Indian. holds up still i don't know oh definitely a lot of this like, music does hold up yeah i don't know what i what i should play there's just too, so much to choose from so i don't much. know and I that song was down. so important to me so like that's why i chose that i don't know if there's like i would say favorite one band of the, time. the first like exposures i had to this era of music was passion pit honestly yeah. through my sister livia Devin also loved them. I feel like that was, like, <laughs> I exclusively just, like, listened to, like, two of their songs. Like, I didn't know anything else about them. But it was, I mean, I think it's one guy, actually. So, him. Um, yes. Let's play Sleepyhead because it's really good. And I've been listening to it a lot lately. But here's Sleepyhead. Everything is going to be. Everything is going to It's like this random ass like Irish folk song sung in Gaelic and it's like the most chill ass song ever 
and fully just like is the intro to that song but it's it's crazy when you hear the actual i i guess you've heard it before i will share it for the listeners i'll try to skip to like That's cr- crazy. a crazy thing to pull from, but I like I remember right. like listening to that song. I mean, like I've never heard anything sound like this before. It was so weird to me. I was like, this right. is so weird, but I like loved it. There's this fun like little Irish magazine that posted a bunch of different like samples that you didn't know were in Irish songs, basically that were like Irish songs. Um, and that was one of the ones that I, like I, it totally blew my mind. Oh my god. I would also recommend STR FKR. Like, they fully, like, they did not get old. Most of these didn't get old, but, like, like we said, like, the XX didn't really survive. I kind of think Passion Pit maybe sounds a bit outdated. Same with MGMT. I don't really never liked MGMT stuff from that era. Indie. Oh, that's not true. That is, like, <laughs> such an exaggeration because I'm a drama queen. But, um,. Most of their stuff from that time, like, is just still to this day overplayed on the radio, and it kind of drives me crazy. That's all that I have a problem with. Okay, so in your personal life moving forward, in your personal aesthetics, do you think you will incorporate indie sleaze? Definitely. I feel like I already am. I'm super into, like, maximalist fashion right now. Like, I don't know, something about that is just so much more interesting to me than like minimalist fashion I just love like all the details and everything I love feeling like every item on you is like thought about and just like layering it so I totally am on board and definitely I still listen to all the music but definitely more recently I've been like replaying all of that stuff like it's just so good yeah it really is good timing also yeah like living in New York like I feel like New York is just chronically indie sleaze, like at all. Times. Yeah. Um, at least Brooklyn is. Yeah. Chronically reacting to you know global tragedies yeah. and such. Um, what about you? It was a scary and difficult time, both in the world, but like also in my life personally. Like just like. You know, when you're that young, you, like, start to experience things like depression and whatnot and anxiety. And, like I said, like, a lot of things that, like, a lot of, like, the sensitive topics that indie didn't really treat sensitively, like, drugs and eating disorders and all that kind of stuff, like, really affected me at that age. And I think, like, as much as I, like, look back at it and I'm like, I love that so much, it also, like makes me really scared like feel really scared and like go to kind of a dark place inside sorry that got really dark but um it's like true like that was not sunshine and happiness you know it glamorized serious issues and it did not champion for good mental health care and it did not encourage like healthy habits or anything like that it is a little bit scary because you associate it with all of this, like, really, just, like, not taking care of yourself, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Which, I, I think we can look past that in, like, in the influence of the style itself and the music itself, you know, but it, it just does, like, when I was doing this research, I had many moments of, like, oh my god, this song, or, like, this, these shoes, or, like, all this stuff, but then I also would have moments of, like, oh, that was such a weird yeah, time. Like, it's, like, you romanticize it, it, and it's, like, you know, like, oh, man, I would love to just, like, I'd love to go to a party these days and, like, hear that song, you know? Yeah. Like, imagine yeah. growing up in high school or college and hearing this music, but also it's, like, yeah. I don't know, like, the lifestyle that it championed was just, like, sleep deprivation yeah. and drugs. Yeah. I'm, like, I just don't, yeah. I don't want to do that. So, yeah. it's not, it's, exactly. it is associated with some dark shit. Yeah. So, come back to me on whether or not I want to incorporate it. I'm not really, jury's kind of out on that one. Yeah, we'll see. But fashion, for sure. In general, uh, just in the world, not the aesthetic as a whole. Like, I don't really see fully, like, all the fashion elements coming back. Like, I don't know if the Jeffrey Campbell shoes are going to be worn again. But um, definitely, like, the sentiment of the messiness and, like, the kind of, like, not caring but maybe in a healthier way could, like, I could definitely see coming back. Especially because we champion mental health so much these days that, like it would have to be in a very different vein for it to like fully come back obviously it is coming back in a way but yeah it's it'll come back differently not not in all of the ways especially i mean like the internet has changed everything so it'll never be exactly the same because so much of this aesthetic is about that sort of amateur low production internet vibe which everything is now super high production so that's not happening anymore so high production that it's so fucking boring okay sorry um it just drives me crazy i'm like slow the production down like it doesn't have to look like that but it's okay i mean we touched a lot about (laughs) like how tiktok influenced the music fashion wise yeah it'll just it kind of comes back in it with like the shag haircuts and everything like that's definitely like just a new version of what it was you know yeah for sure I, I didn't even realize that connection, but definitely we'll be looking back <laughs> on those haircuts and not liking them. Oh, yeah. In, like, five years, we probably will be like, why did we do that? Uh, that's going to wrap us up for today for Indie Sleeves. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to ACAST for hosting us. Thank you to Phineas O'Brien for our theme song. It rocks. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you.